0: I'm Joe Forish, and this is You Say Data, I Say Data Podcast. We talk about data, analytics, and its impact on business and society. We are the podcast for the Analytics Impact Network. Please visit us at analyticsimpactnetwork.org. What's the secret to getting better website rankings? How do you conduct competitive analysis on SEO? What's the best way to use Google Search Console? My guest today is Brandon Leibowitz. Brandon runs and operates SEO Optimizers, a firm that he founded in 2007. SEO Optimizers is a digital marketing company that focuses on helping small and medium-sized businesses get more online traffic, which in turn converts to clients, sales, and leads. Hi, Brandon. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to have you here. Now, today we're going to talk about a lot of things. And I think the one thing that's on the tip of everyone's tongue is this three-letter acronym, SEO. But before we dive into the specifics about it, can we start with some of the basics in terms of things like user experience and intent matching yeah there is a lot with seo search
1: engine optimization and it really just starts with ranking websites and google or all the search engines but primarily google gets the most traffic nowadays so trying to just take up that free real estate on that first page of google when you search there's ads at the top those are all paid ads but right below those paid ads are the organic listings and Google shows 10 websites on that first page, but it's not just websites. There's images, there's videos, there's maps, there's a lot of stuff going on. So I was trying to take up as much free real estate as possible on that first page.
0: Now, in terms of getting on the first page, that's everyone's goal. And if there's only 10 spots available, how do you get to be one of those coveted 10 spots?
1: Well, you got to, do what Google's looking for. And there's over 200 ranking signals. So you got to figure out what Google's looking at. But what really matters is who's on that first page of Google and what have they done? Because I'm not trying to figure out Google. Google changes every single day. But what matters is who's on that first page of Google,
0: how much SEO have they done, and how can I do a better job of it? I got it. So it sounds like the goal of SEO is visibility. And do competitor
1: research, figure out what your competition's doing, and try to just look at their strategies because if they're on that first page of Google, they're doing something right. And you can look at their strategies and try to implement them on your own website.
0: Mm, okay. So you're looking at company ABC and you work for company XYZ and perhaps ABC is search result number two, but maybe not the case for your company XYZ. So you'd actually look at what ABC is doing to try to use some of that for your company.
1: Mm-hmm, yep. Yep. You would try to look at their strategy of what type of content, keywords, backlinks, because everything's transparent if you know where to look. So if you look in the right places, you'll see everything they're doing. Okay, all right. So tell us more about these right places. Where do we look? Well, I'd look at their content. So look at how much content they're putting on each page, meaning text, how much text do they have, what keywords are they putting in this text. So you'd have to look in the coding, like a title tag or meta description. hmm schema, alt tags gets kind of technical, Mm -hmm. so I don't want to go too deep into that, but no, we can go into that. That's fine. I think that would be great. Looking at what type of pages, their site structure and their hierarchy, how they built out their pages, and then looking at their backlinks, looking at who's linking to them because backlinks really are one of the more important aspects of SEO.
0: So backlinks are who's linking to the company, not who the company's linking to. Is that right?
1: Yep. So if you're reading an article in like the LA times and you see in there, it says Brandon and bullets and you click on it and it goes to my website, I'd be getting a backlink from the LA times. So the more websites I link to you, the more trust Google gives to you and then they look at the keywords to figure out what keywords to rank you for, but it doesn't work the other way around. We got you.
0: Got you. Okay. That's what it's called. A backlink, not a forward link.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can send links to other people.
0: You're just helping them rank higher in Google. Understandable. Now, you're saying before about content, about things like alt tags, meta descriptions. Let's just say people out there are running their own website. They're checking off all the boxes, the good keywords, the links, they have pictures. They're not using a lot of passive voice when they're writing their content. If everyone's doing that, how do content creators actually set themselves apart from everyone else? That's
1: where the backlinks come into play is who's linking out to you because everyone could write the same or similar content, but then Google looks at the trust and the trust signals come from backlinks, getting other websites to talk about you. Shows Google that, all right, maybe your content is a little bit better or more popular. Doesn't necessarily mean it's better, but
0: just means it's more popular. Uh Aha. Okay. So backlinks seem like they are the key for successful SEO optimization for lack of a better word. Yeah, without backlinks, it's
1: pretty much impossible to rank on Google.
0: All right, perfect. And then once someone gets a site up and running, how long does it take for SEO to kick in if they are doing all the right keywords, if they have backlinks, if they have all the boxes ticked, how long does it usually take? That just depends on the competition or competitiveness of those
1: keywords. The more competitive those keywords are, the more time it's going to take to get those rankings. So if there's no competition for your keywords, then you should be able to get up there pretty quickly in a few months. But if they're competitive, it could take six months or more, sometimes longer, depending on if it's really hyper-competitive keywords, because there's only 10 spots on that first page of Google. So a lot of people are fighting for those spots, and you can't just build a bunch of backlinks all at once. That doesn't look natural, so it's all about slow, natural growth to Google. And that just takes time to build that trust. Google's not going to trust any website, so you got to work to build that trust and. That trust takes time.
0: I got it. And in terms of the competitiveness for the keywords, how do you determine that exactly? Well, you could just kind of search
1: on Google and see who's on that first page of Google. And if you see a bunch of big corporate websites and you're a small business, maybe it's not the best keywords. Like if you search and you see that first page is just full of like Amazon, Wikipedia, Target, Walmart, stuff like that, then I would say, all right, if I'm not a big corporation, I'm not going to be able to compete with them. But if you see, when you search for your keywords, that's all small, medium-sized businesses that are similar to you, then that would be good. It's okay to have one or two corporate sites, but if the whole page is just dominated by big corporations, then I would say maybe it's not the best keyword. And can you give us an example of something like this? Yeah, if you're searching for, like, like let's say you're a restaurant and you want to rank for the word restaurant, probably not the best keyword because it's just so broad and generic and there's no intent behind it. And there's going to be a lot of competition on like Yelp and all these other sites. Whereas if you put like, if you're an Italian restaurant, you say Italian restaurant in whatever city in Los Angeles, that's going to be less people searching for it. But the people searching actually have intent behind it and actually want to use your product or service and less people are going to be searching for it, but it's going to be
0: also less competitive Got it. That makes sense. You would use both search queries in Google. Would you also look at Google Trends to see how those are trending as well to sort of triangulate your keyword?
1: Uh, Google Trends is good, but it's more for like seasonality stuff. So like if you're selling like Christmas goods, you could use Google Trends. It's going to show you how much, how many people search for that keyword every single month. And it shows it broken down. Like usually using keyword research tools, you can see how many people search for that keyword on average per month, but Google Trends shows you that year, how many people search for that keyword monthly. So it doesn't average it out. So you could see all right, January, February, March, April, May, no one searches June, July, it starts peaking, August, September. So you could see when it starts peaking and growing and you could see if there's any like trends and seasonality right there. So it's good if you have seasonality in your products or services, but if not, then it's not going to help out too much. But it is good to check every once in a while. But Google Keyword Planner would be the best to check out search volume to see how many people actually search for that keyword. Then once you see that people search for it, then you could check the trends to see for any patterns, seasonality, things like that. Hmm. Tell us more about that, about Google Keyword Planner. Well, Google Keyword Planner lets you research keywords to see how many people search for it every single month. So you want to find keywords that people search for. You don't want to just rank for any keyword. I uh, make sure people actually search
0: for that. And Google Keyword Planner, it's a free tool from Google that will show you that data. And when you're looking at the keywords per month, is it showing you the exact number or is it an average? How does it work exactly?
1: Uh, it depends. If you're not spending any money on Google ads, it'll show you ranges. But if you actually spend money on Google ads, mm-hmm. it'll actually show you the exact numbers of how many people search for that keyword forget how much you have to spend per month. But if you're not spending any money, they're not going to show you that data. (laughs) Fair enough. Or they'll show you range, which doesn't really help out because the range is it could be zero to a hundred, which is not that bad. A hundred to a thousand. It's okay. But then it jumps from a thousand to 10,000 or 10,000 to a hundred thousand. So, which is a big number, like 99,000 people are searching versus 11,000 people. It's still going to show you that 10,000 to a hundred thousand range which is a big difference.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, that's helpful. Now, you know, Google obviously the big player in this space. And from what I understand, Google Search is a collection of many algorithms, correct? Yeah, for the most part, they I guess they do updates and they merge them together.
1: Like the newest ones, I guess, are yeah, multiple ones. Nobody
0: knows how it all works because they're all separate teams of people working on it. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're not going to... Let anyone know the secrets, um, because then (laughs) it wouldn't it wouldn't be much use uh, to them. But in terms of obviously you said there's changes and Google changes every day based on new content, new search queries, etc. But in terms of trying to get a better understanding of user queries, how has Google incorporated things like natural language processing? Um, They're
1: just looking for human language content, not AI bots and stuff like that. So, I mean, they don't really tell you how they're doing that. And it would be interesting to figure out how they are trying to figure that out. But back in 2013, they did the hummingbird update where they're trying to just understand the human language, the semantic web. And they're still really far off from that. But that's something with that hummingbird update. So,
0: that's where they're trying to figure out that human language. Got it. Yeah. Obviously, they're not going to tell us. Um- mm-hmm what they're doing, how they're doing it, but it sounds like it is moving in the right direction so they could actually determine what a real person is searching for versus a non-real person, whatever you may deem <laughs> that being. Yep. We'll see how they figure that out because it cannot be easy. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned humming the Hummingbird update. Is that similar to other updates in the past, like Panda, which was even before Hummingbird? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're all still
1: being updated to this date, so...
0: Oh, so even though Panda was enacted a long time ago, it's still working uh, behind the scenes every day, every second of every hour?
1: Well, they update it every few months. They have have the Panda, Ah. Penguin, stuff like that. They're updating it all the time or every couple months. Or it might just be naturally just updating by itself through machine learning and AI. But I know they have patches, especially for Panda and Penguin.
0: Those are big, big, big ones. Uh, Okay, so so they release a patch for those every so often? Yeah, or update it or whatever they do to fix it. Okay. And there actually will be a release from Google regarding that. Mm, Google doesn't really tell you that stuff. Google. No. Okay. they do, But not all the time. Oh, so it depends on what they want to say and what they don't want to say or what they want to let you know. So what other algorithm updates do you think are going to be on the horizon from Google? Yeah, that will be interesting to figure out, but everything is just
1: really less spam. That's all it comes down to is less spam. All these algorithm updates are, People figuring out ways to game the system, and Google's stopping it. So whatever ways people figure out in the future to game the system and get those rankings really quickly through SEO, Google's going to stop it. That's up to the programmers how they're going to figure that out.
0: Got it. Now that makes sense. Now, when someone is using Google Search Console, what advice would you give them on how to interpret their data and how to make better use of it? Just click on
1: everything. You're not
0: going to break it. (laughs) A lot of people get scared
1: with Google Analytics and Google Search Console to break something. But if you just click on everything, you're going to learn a ton of information and go through it all. Don't just click on one or two things, but go deep in there and try to figure out what's going on because it's going to tell you if you have any issues with mobile f- or speed or if you have any penalties from stuff you've done in the past. It'll show you which pages get the most traffic, show you what keywords you're ranking for. So there's a lot in there, and it's worth Taking the time to really dive into Google Search Console because it tells so much information about SEO.
0: Mm-hmm. And how much time do you think someone should spend using Google Search Console? That
1: just depends how big their website is, how many keywords they're ranking for, how many pages. Because if you're just a really small, basic website and, and you're just a plumber, you're probably only have like five pages, 10 pages on your website. So you don't have to go too deep into it. But if you're a big national chain selling like, promotional products and you have thousands of SKUs and you're selling global or internationally, there's going to be a lot more time that needs to be allocated to it. So I would just spend as much time as needed a couple hours a week, maybe
0: or month. Oh, so if you're the plumber, only a few hours a week to understand what's going on.
1: Yeah. Depending on how well versed you are at understanding and deciphering that data. Some people it's going to take longer. Some people will be quicker.
0: Now that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense in terms of getting a check to see where you are and what you can do to update your site to make it work better for you and your business. Yeah, I would say, don't spend more than a couple hours. You don't want to spend too much time because
1: then you just get we stuck into the weeds and yeah, actually implement can't just read and look at stuff all day long. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't help out. A lot of people just get stuck at that and don't actually take action. And taking action is a lot better than just spending 20 hours looking at Google Search Console or. Spending one hour and taking 19 hours of action is going to be a lot better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, that's a good way to put it. I appreciate that. Now, you also told me before that there is a change on the horizon for Google Analytics. The change is moving from Universal Analytics to Google Analytics 4. When is that going to happen?
1: Well, it's already happened. So, Oh, it has? It's already Google Analytics 4. And then I think in 2023, July, they might cancel
0: universal analytics and only have Google analytics for it's already occurred, but they're eventually going to move everyone over for the next few months to GA four. Yep. So you have some time to move over and hopefully everyone knows about that out there. That's listening for their analytics purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Got to move it over. Otherwise you're going to lose all that data.
0: Yeah. So when you say move it over, what do you people actually need to do to move it over? Just change tracking codes. So you got to put a new tracking code on your website. Well, sounds pretty straightforward and not that time-consuming. Yeah, no, it shouldn't take too much time
1: depending on how easy it is for you to add a tracking code on your website. Some people have to go through a bunch of hoops to get anything done or some people have control of their website and they can make the change in a pretty quickly. But do it sooner than later, though. So that's why you got to install it sooner than later. You're not going to see any past data of when your website was first started. You're only going to see the data once you started adding that code.
0: Oh wow. So when when was the first time that someone could actually add in the new tracking code? A couple months ago, a year ago. I'm not sure when they started. Oh wow. Well, wow, that's actually a really big change because there's been a lot of websites out there for many, many years and now they're almost starting anew. I think you can merge the data.
1: Oh, you can? Whenever you add the tracking code. You're not gonna see any past historical data. You don't have access to your website. They're not gonna be able to see that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course. Now, I have a couple of other questions for you in terms of more overarching pictures or overarching pieces, I should say, around different parts of SEO, such as paid ads versus organic search. Can we go through that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Go for it.
1: So paid ads are all paid, pay-per-click or paid ads. So you have to pay for visibility. Social media is just social sites like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and you could advertise on all of them, so you can run paid ads or you could do organic. So, it just comes down to if you want to do organic, the free way to go about it, or paid, and you could pay for that visibility and exposure.
0: I got it. So organic is free, but it may take a little bit longer to build that up.
1: Sometimes, or you could go viral on social media and just explode that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome, right? Yep, that's the goal. That's what everyone wants, but it doesn't happen all the time. So sometimes you have to pay to get that instant exposure or
0: build it up organically over time. At your firm, your firm is called SEO Optimizers. Could you tell us exactly what you do there?
1: We help with digital marketing. So focusing primarily on search engine optimization, but it could also help out with some paid ads and social if you like, but for the organic SEO, just focus mainly on that, but could help out with other aspects.
0: And who are your typical clients?
1: We work with anyone that has a viable product or service. That's the main thing is if you're just selling t-shirts, it's going to be really, really tough to rank on Google. So you have to have something that differentiates yourself and makes you stand out. So we'll work with anyone that has a viable product or service, but if you're something just really broad in general, we might say, Hey, this is probably not the best route because you're just going to be competing against big corporate sites and, Unless you have the budget to go against them, you're competing against people that probably have teams of hundreds of people doing SEO for them every single month. Wow, that sounds like a very, very hard thing to do. Yeah, it just depends on the competitiveness is really what matters for SEO. It's not trying to beat Google. We're just trying to figure out who's on that first page of Google and how can we beat them and how do we have keywords that are unique that help us stand out, differentiate ourselves, that offer some unique perspective.
0: Okay, so you're trying to understand the market and who who is on the other side of using similar search queries and keywords that you may use as a plumber, and you're not really trying to understand what Google is doing. Google is just the marketplace, essentially. You're trying to understand what your competition is doing, and you can get a sneak peek at that by seeing what the results are when you search and who's coming up for those different uh, intents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you might
1: think plumber... Near me is going to be a best keyword, but you might find out that leaky faucet is uh, going to get even more searches. So, you gotta figure out and really dive in and spend the time doing the research to figure out what's going to get you the best return on
0: on your investment for those keywords. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense in terms of having it very specific to probably hundreds of uh, plumbing words that that one could use, besides from plumber near me, that could really benefit that business. Oh yeah, that's pretty interesting.
1: Research comes into play is. Spy on your competition, see what keywords they're putting into their coding on their website in their text. And you could see how you could potentially utilize them. Again, don't just copy them verbatim. Throw them <laughs> to the Google Keyword Planner to make sure people actually search for that keyword before you spend the time working on it. Just because they added it to their website doesn't mean it's going to be the best. It means someone thought it might be good, but you
0: got to double check. Yeah, that really makes sense. And then coming back to SEO, I understand you run your own business. Do you ever teach any sort of courses on SEO where people could learn a little bit more about it?
1: Taught a lot of classes over the years and have a lot of classes that I've just thrown up on YouTube for free. So if they want to watch all my classes, both paid and free ones I've done in the past, I've thrown them all up there so they can watch them for free. So they don't have to spend money and they could just learn all about, I have classes about SEO, how to do backlinks, how to find your competitors, how to do on-page SEO, how to do Google Analytics, how to read Google Search Console, have classes on Facebook, one on Instagram, one on Twitter, one on Yelp, one on Google Maps, one on LinkedIn, So, and tons of other ones. So if they want to learn more, they could watch a bunch of those for free. They just search YouTube for my name.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That's fantastic. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with our listeners so they could get some ins and outs of the SEO world and many different channels, shapes, forms, and fashions. I appreciate that. I do have one question that I like to ask all my guests and I would like to know, do you say data or data? Data, I think. Are you sure about that?
1: (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. That's another one of those tricky words where it could
0: have multiple meanings or multiple enunciations of it. Well, I had an awesome time talking with you today. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to learning more about SEO. Yeah. Thanks for having me on today. Thank you for listening to You Say Data, I Say Data podcast. To become a member, sponsor, donor, or podcast guest, please visit us at analyticsimpactnetwork.org.